You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. Good morning, everybody. I'm definitely not Trey Holiday, but you are watching the day with Trey. Filling in for uh, my good friend and colleague, Trey on a holiday, has a day off today. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to move through. We're going to be joined today by Basa Gordon. You know what I'm saying? And but I think Basa is going to be it's a lot of a lot of stuff that happened over the week over this weekend. Um, so, you know, I anticipate maybe Basa popping up here or maybe a rewind sometime this week with all the stuff that's been going on this this over there. Um before and also this is, is a new experience here being on on this set you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm i'm used to my chair so um i'm digging it though it's, it's, it's colorful director so much huh now, this chair is definitely more comfortable though yeah, you know what i did then then the other one like we used to have a news desk over in the other stuff i guess we got a news desk here too um but but before like I move forward here with our, our first guest with Basa is that it's something that's just is real important um, that that you know uh, it's talked about but it's not talked about here in enough and that's this issue like I said of, of gun violence here in our city that continues to impact you know our neighborhoods uh, continues to impact our loved ones. Um, continues to impact our community and, and everything else. And, you know, we just see over, over this last weekend or really over, over the last week, um, the, the number of shootings and murders here in the Emerald city is, I mean, is it's a lot, um, definitely don't have all the answers, but I do know that we can't just, you know, act like nothing's happening out here. You know, like like people aren't getting shot, like people aren't getting killed, like families aren't getting impacted. Um, so, you know, I um, just want to continue to raise awareness around these issues that we're that we're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? In our community. Before we go to BASA. Right. And we got a filler. We kind of put the show together. So everybody got work with me out there. You know what I'm saying? We jumped in here now like, hey, we get it together. There, there was um, a segment that it aired everywhere else, but it didn't air here. We want to play it here. And this was actually, it was from a week ago. I wanted to play this. And I talked about them. I was on King 5 earlier today. And actually, this show is, uh, is King Five show is airing right now. Um, the, the show we recorded this morning, me and Justin Carter from Capitol Hill Seattle blog. But we talked about this band of brothers, 23rd Avenue Brewery. It's not there, huh? You don't have it yet. Uh, you're supposed to tell me that. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go to Basic Gordon now. This is, is basically look at look at you gotta get off Instagram. Like look at you over there doing selfies and uh, you were talking, so I was like, this is a good time I, I for you to get my I, selfie I, in one time. I thought Why I not? had my video over there. You know what I'm saying? You were in the video though. Uh, oh, this is a good video. I closed the laptop. That's what happened. Uh, you know, ever since ever since I left the morning update show, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how to use any of this stuff no more. <laughs> a little bit out of that rhythm that you used to be in. Yeah. What's yeah. up, Basa? <sighs> it's Monday. Yeah. It feels like Monday. 
Yeah, man, this was a, you know, so we we were talking, we were talking about Pride earlier, and I know that uh, probably tomorrow we'll do like a Pride recap or whatever, Yeah. but Pride was cracking. Yo, I, I lived my best life this weekend, I'm not even going to front. <laughs> I went to, I was in the Pride parade with Hits 106.1. Um, after the Pride parade, I went to Bumper Shoot, not Bumper Shoot, it felt like a Bumper Shoot vibe, but it was, um, <laughs> there was that many people here. <laughs> It was crazy. I went to Seattle Center where they have um, it's like Seattle Pride Fest or something like that. Mm-hmm. And literally when Jordan and I got there, we were like, dude, it's like bumper shoot here. Like it was packed. The lines were so crazy. All I wanted was a glass of Chardonnay. And I was like, you know what? I can go to Whole Foods and walk from here to Whole Foods and get my Chardonnay before I will in one of these lines. The lines mm-hmm. were nasty. Afterwards, I ended up going to a day party. Sauteed up there. Live my best life. Yeah, it's a lot of people, right, who I know that aren't usually like pride people, you know, who was out because it was, you know what I'm saying? Like it was really the perfect storm or the perfect sunshine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? An event happening, the weather, people just wanted to get out. You know, it was thick, like all over. And then also big shout out to Taking Black Pride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They did they did a thing. On, um, I guess that would have been Saturday. Yep. You know, over there at the Seattle Center at the mural, mural amphitheater. And it was pretty dope because, you know, last year, taking Black Pride, they really, they took the space, mm-hmm. like real deal. They was like, man, we taking this. And they, you know what I'm saying? As they, they should have. Yeah, they took Jimmy. And, um, you know, it was pretty dope that I remember I covered it last year. I was out there for 10 hours in that 100 degree heat. You know what I'm saying? And we made a really dope segment uplifting like the black trans and black queer community. And this year to to be over there at the mural amphitheater at the at the Seattle Center and that whole joint was streamed across the Converge website. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's streamed across our platform. So, you know, what I'm saying big shout out taking black pride, the, you know, the black trans community, black queer community they showed up, man. They live their best lives, man. Let me tell you something. If, if there's one thing I learned this weekend is that the LGBTQ plus community knows how to throw on a good event. They know how to throw on a good day party. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bring me with you. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. These guys over there playing with the buttons and stuff. Oh. <laughs> he's, just, he's just jumping. He's just jumping into stuff. I thought I saw something moving. But you know, so something is interesting though, right? And this yeah. is something I always say, and this kind of actually goes into to what you're be talking about at Seafair and Emoja Fest and everything else. What we see with pride outside of people, you know, being prideful and having a good time and their community coming together is we see corporate investment at the highest level mm-hmm. and we see the difference of of when you know there's real deal corporate investment so like what happens in black festivals is is they write a check somebody writes a check to put their banner up and then they move on with life and they're mm-hmm. like oh we gave the blacks something you know and they check a box right and so that's why like at a lot of the, the black events you'll see a banner but there's no experience yeah but when you go to something like pride you see when when there's a sponsor there you know what i'm saying it might be there of the cool zone and all this and that and everything else because they've put an additional investment into it and so that corporate investment of not just writing a minimal check to say oh we supported pride but actually being like how can we you know what i'm saying make the most out of pride how can we you know change our colors how can we make a a, a special beer how can we you see what i'm saying 
corporates jump on that, right? But also, even when it, when you talk about like Black History Month, it's like we Black History Month is celebrated like you're in a museum or a wake, and it's almost traumatizing. Black History Month should almost kind of be like pride in the sense that it's like everybody is out and it's cracking, or even you know? like a Juneteenth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, last week I know we didn't get to it then, but of course you're here now. And speaking of Seafair. We got called down to the collective in South Lake Union uh, because Seafair was having a press conference. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, they had the press conference there for Seafair, basically just to give us all the details on what is happening for Seafair this year. And kind of just in what Omari was just talking about with all like the new title sponsors. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Amazon is like really sponsoring uh, Seafair this year. They're actually the title sponsor for Seafair. So, of course, we did have a little chance to get to talk to our good sis Taylor over at uh, Amazon to figure out what they're doing with Seafair this year, which, as you were saying, when you bring in these big corporate sponsors and they actually do more than just put out money, it creates like a whole new experience. Mm-hmm. A fun family event, uh, opportunities to bring the community back and together after all the difficulties that we've experienced and um, experience one of the best fire sh- uh, fireworks show in the Northwest. So. All right, go ahead. So we also, aside from talking with Taylor, which was, again, uh, I didn't expect to find out that Amazon was the title sponsor, but I can definitely see the difference in Seafair and I can see the difference in Pride this year because this isn't my first Pride parade. This is actually my second Pride parade. Mm. And to see the extra just, I don't know, it was like different. I don't know. It was a different vibe. You can tell it was just like but elevated wasn't a little really bit. in Pride. Hmm. I, I think a lot of people shunned Amazon. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, what were you saying? Um, well, what I was saying is the after portion of it, which was the actual festival, was mm. a big deal. Like that was that was great. Mm. That was great. It definitely had some um bumper shoot feelings to it. And one of my favorite drag queens from RuPaul's drag race was there. Monet Exchange was actually at Seafair. So that was pretty dope. Like I remember getting there and I heard Monet Exchange and I like literally ran through the crowd. I was like, oh my God, Monet is here. Mm. We had like some good star power. Um, Aside from Taylor though, we ended up talking to Margo who was a part of Umoja Fest. So we have Raheem Devon. He's going to be there on um, Saturday, August 6th, performing live. Um, it's a free concert for the community, for everyone to come on out and to celebrate. He's a Grammy Award-winning artist, so I think everyone will love to see him and come out and enjoy that. But then we also have like all the other community, um, people in the community that will have performing, all the lo- other local artists and, um, and performers. So, yeah. It's Margo right there. So I'm a Moja Fest. And, you know, the thing is, it's called a Mojo Fest now, but a, a black community festival has had a few different names, but it's one of the oldest um, festivals in the city, you know, over 70 years old. Yeah. Um, for me, when it comes to Mojo Fest, <laughs> I remember actually performing at Mojo Fest when I was a child. So to be an adult now and go and see it in this particular new atmosphere, it's, I don't know, it's pretty dope. I definitely can't wait to see Raheem Devon there. I definitely can't wait to see all of the amazing performers that are going to be there. Um, and it is also kind of what Amazon is going to end up bringing to the plate and kind of like, you know, I, I feel like we even asked Margo, I don't know if the clip is in there, but I, I feel like we asked her what Amazon was going to do and what they actually wanted with Amazon, if it was going to make a difference. Do we have that clip? 
I can say this year that um, Amazon, as them being the title sponsor for Seafair, they're also the title sponsor for Mojafest this year. So, um, you know, they were willing to step up to the plate. Um, we still have a lot of other potential sponsors that we usually have um, still stepping up and coming in, but Amazon has stepped up to the plate uh, more so this year. Um, I feel like, you know, they could have did more, but um, we'll see what happens next year. And I feel like even with that moment right there where she's like, I feel like they could have did more. That kind of goes into what you said earlier when you were like, sometimes these sponsors come in. You're like, oh, I feel like well, they could have done a little I more. Mean, let's let's see what happens. I mean, Amazon yeah, is the the like the world's biggest company. Yep. So, I mean, the expectation probably is that anybody's going to say that they should definitely do more. What's interesting, though, is that this dynamic of of Amazon, Emoja Fest, Central District, and everything else. And we'll see how, you know what I'm saying, clearly how all this plays out. And for me, if Emoja Fest this year is transformational and we can see like, oh, wow, okay, here's a big difference, then I think there's something there. If, if Emoja Fest is always dope, we have a good time. But if Emoja Fest is like, you know, kind of like on par to where it's always been, then it would be difficult to see like what an addition of Amazon would be. So, you know, I know these people from Amazon watching, you know what I'm saying? So let, let's see how Emoja Fest, you know, rolls out, you know, this year, especially with them saying this additional investment there and into the CID. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm also really excited just to see like Raheem Devon, like they're bringing artists out. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what makes these events so great. When you do have like bigger sponsors, you can bring out artists and not just bring it out an artist, but it's a free event still. Right. So you bring out this artist that you would normally have to pay all this money to see. And you're almost at like a family reunion, if you will, type of thing. So I'm excited. All right. So, yeah, Emoja Fest will be on the lookout for that. And I guess we'll be getting your update here by later this week. Like I said, <laughs> yes. all these events that you're you're at and Pride and and everything else this weekend. Yes, and, I have you know, video footage of everything. Life and all that kind of stuff. Okay, we'll wait for the video. Before we let you go, Basa, why don't you look right there into your camera? Tell everybody they can keep up with you. Oh my goodness, you can keep up with me on social media at Basa Gordon, B-E-S-A-G-O-R-D-O-N. I'm Basa Gordon on everything. And then, of course, you can hear me on Hits 106.1 here in Seattle. You can hear me in Fresno, Sacramento, Portland, etc. Everywhere like air. You know, whole West Coast. What's up? All right, Basa Gordon, appreciate you. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we got Faraji in the building. It's about trauma-informed yoga. You're watching The Day with Trey. I knew that I was naturally drawn to expressing myself creatively. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it looked like. I never, ever thought of it as a career or anything I could ever do. I used to tell people I wanted to be a judge because it just like sounded cool. And um, it wasn't really until I was like an adult that I was like, okay, I can really do this and this can be what I do to survive. And that's why now, it's so important for me to make sure that my kids and other kids understand that early on because it's like when you're passionate about something but it doesn't feel like you can also make that your life right it's a really weird space to Definitely. be in so you know if i can help someone else understand that sooner like that i'm thinking about that all the time all right, welcome back to the day with Trey. It's your man, Big O. I'm filling in today for Trey on a holiday. And you see there during the break, man, today is a big Monday here today. Today at 4 o'clock, circling Seattle sports. Then at 6 o'clock, it's the art of the matter. Art of the matter is back. 
And man, these episodes just keep getting better and better. T-Dub will be here live in the studio. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, keep it tapped in here to Converge. Four o'clock, Circle in Seattle Sports. Six o'clock is the Art of the Matter. Join now in studio by Faraji Bhakti. How are you? What's up? Oh, yeah, man. Welcome. I'm well. I'm well. It's pretty hot already. So, yeah. you know, we're wearing shorts today. So like, yeah, man. I, I didn't get the memo. Look, everybody basically in shorts. Something, something. Vaughn's in short. Salman from Saudi, though. He's from Saudi Arabia. He's like, ah, what is it? hot. This isn't even this. It's cold weather. <laughs> All right. So now I was looking at this. It says trauma informed yoga. Yes. What's that all about? Well, trauma informed yoga is a, a practice that brings in people for their unique individual trauma. Uh, What's traumatic to you may not be traumatic to me. And so having one-on-one sessions, partnering with Yoga Behind Bars, getting this training, we learn different language to use, different breath practices to use in order to address a unique individual's perspective. So what, what is the outcome that somebody is supposed to get from this? And like, and who's the typical kind of person who, who you might be instructing? So all people have trauma. I am geared into the injustice system. People incarcerated right now. I'm working with youth, juvenile uh, individuals that have been system impacted. And typically we would address them um, in a way that fosters self-reflection, introspection. It's about self-awareness. It's about digging in and delving into yourself to see why do I act this way when I'm triggered? First, we have to even realize that we're triggered. And then there's in that awareness and in that reflection, as you're doing meditation, maybe even doing actual yoga asanas, which people think yoga is just moving the body. It's really moving the mind. And if you can move your body in tune with your breath, you may say, oh, okay, I feel this sensation here in my heart and there's something there. And in your reflection and your meditation, you could see, oh, yeah, this might come from my childhood. And it's just unraveling these layers. You know, yoga is going to unravel layers. Mindfulness practice is going to unravel these layers to get you to the root cause. And then the desired uh, result that we are looking for, I am looking for is that a person can move in an embodied sense of being like, I am not my trauma. I am not my past criminal conviction. I'm not my foster care experiences or my school experiences. I am present now and who I am now is a reflection of that, but not, you know, stagnant in that there's narratives, there's internal narratives that we keep that says I'm not worthy. And I'm, I'm, I'm here to show people you are worthy, you know, I was in prison for 14 years. I've been out a year and I've completed my certification in yoga, my certification in trauma informed and my college degree since coming home. Like, cause I know I'm not my trauma. I'm not just a felon. I'm a black man in America trying to show other black people that we can come to a uh, place of wellness and well-being within our community. Mm. Now, why yoga? Yoga. Why yoga? Uh, I'm I'm getting ready to launch my company, Yife. Yoga is for everybody. And why yoga? Why do I feel that yoga is for everybody? It's because when you move your body 
and your breath in accordance with your mind. My downward dog's gonna look different than yours, oh. My 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 warrior one's gonna look different, but it allows me to go to a place that says, I'm I don't have to look like everyone else. I don't have to have the same cookie cutter narrative, right? We look right now in yoga studios and we don't see a lot of black and brown folks. And what it did for me while I was incarcerated, I want to bring that to my community. I want people to have life skills, wake up, light their candle and affirmations to themselves and to their household, eating healthier, you know, being out in nature. These are things that yoga has blossomed in my practice. And so that's I, that's what I see my community needs. Right. Um, what's the feedback, man? Hmm, feedback. So when I'm in person with people, oh, it's 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 liberating for me. It's healing for me. When I was with the children uh, at Green Hill School in uh, southern uh, the Chehalis, a little south of Tacoma, this young individual said I was able to go into a place where I was safe and I brought back memories of my childhood. That was the most loving memories. He was doing this, laying on his back in a circle of 20 people incarcerated, right? Another individual said, what you brought me here today, they can't take this from me, right? That was the feedback. He, he, he knew he was going to transfer, but he said, this, what you brought here, I can take wherever I go on my journey. And that's really a great benefit to yoga is your practice moves with you. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. So are you instructing individual classes or are you also, or in addition to that, are you developing or building more instructors? So your practice grows or so is it you as the practitioner or are you, you know, um, developing more people? So, you know, especially if you said that you want to focus on those, who might be incarcerated, unfortunately, even in this state, you already know, you say he was in for 14. There's, there's so many prisons. There's, there's, there's so many work camps. There's so many things here. How are you, are you looking to expand what you're doing here? Where yoga is for everyone. Um, well, my expansion is coming through yoga behind bars. There okay. are, there, there are already many volunteers that have took the trauma informed certification. Um, my program development part of it is I want to bring in these newly certified instructors to be able to come in a space full of lived experts, you know, people that have experienced the incarceration system and instruct them, get this practice, get this experience, because we don't want to do harm sending people that just sat through a certification and haven't actually applied the skills learned. Right. You know, that was one of the things it's a discussion that we've been having here is that there's a lot of there's a lot of people in our community that, of course, are well intended. You know what I'm saying? And, and clearly there's a lot of people in our community that are dealing with a lot of trauma and a lot of harm. But it's when people who might be well intended but aren't prepared or have the skill set yet to be able to put our people back together. Right. Because, you know, sometimes getting that reaching into that trauma be one thing, you know what I'm saying? Ripping, ripping the scars and the scabs off is one thing. And sometimes we're not able to, to heal our people and put them back together. And so we leave them in an affected state. So I guess it's good to hear you say that you're going with a holistic approach 
of like, you know, I mean, I think you get what I'm saying. It's like, like you said, so many of us walk around with this trauma. Everybody can tap into the trauma, but who can heal the trauma? Right. right? We're desensitized to it in a sense. We've been carrying it for so long. You said to put our people back together, to put our, what does that look like? We haven't mm-hmm. seen a day and age of that. What is safety for black communities? We haven't seen a day and age of that. So now I'm forerunning this with the Black Prisoners Caucus. If y'all can see my t-shirt, you know, these are incarcerated brothers and sisters. Sisters that got out and brothers that got out are doing the work, right? So this is definitely building positive communities, Black Prisoners Caucus, Better Parents for Children. It's all connected. You know, this preschool to pipeline, Serious people ain't seen the blueprint design, but it's it's out there. So what you said, the well-intended folks that are coming out and wanting to do the work and want to heal. Now, it has to be safe. We have to be trusted. We haven't been able to trust ourselves yet. The community, the services, the system, none of that. There's no trustworthiness in that. But when I show up and people say, what, you were incarcerated and I know the language, I'm able to give this to well-intended folks. Come in this program and do this six weeks with us and let us see, let us see what it feels like because before the healing, oh, we have to reveal. And am I safe enough to reveal my trauma with these outside folks? Am I safe enough? Do I feel uh, internal safety? You know, I'm gonna keep operating from a part of my brain that is fight, flight, or freeze, right? And this is another benefit of yoga is that we start transcending past that and getting into that prefrontal and, you know, mindfulness, awareness, self-awareness. That's the goal. Yeah, no, that's a real deal. OK, uh, coming up on the bottom of the show here. So I want to give you an opportunity. You want to look into that camera right there and tell people like, you know, how our website, social, how they can get up with you. Definitely. Faraji Bhakti, the Bhakti tribe in the building. Always a blessing to be within community. You can follow me at Bhakti Tribe on Instagram or uh, Facebook. Type that in and you'll be uh, directly connected to me. All right. Faraji Bhakti. Is Basin still here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we got we got to talk about Hades Town. Faraji, thank you for joining us. We're going to take a quick break right now. We come back. We'll be joined by Basa Gordon. And talk about this trip that Basa and Trey Holiday took down to Hollywood. You're watching The Day with Trey. I knew that I was naturally drawn to expressing myself creatively. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it looked like. I never, ever thought of it as a career or anything I could ever do. I used to tell people I wanted to be a judge because it just like sounded cool. And um, it wasn't really until I was like an adult that I was like, okay, I can really do this and this can be what I do to survive. And that's why now, it's so important for me to make sure that my kids and other kids understand that early on because it's like when you're passionate about something but it doesn't feel like you can also make that your life right it's a really weird space to be in so you know if i can help someone else understand that sooner like that i'm thinking about that all the time all right, welcome back to the day with Trey. It's your man Big O sitting in today for my colleague Trey Holiday. And we brought Basa Gordon back to the set. What's up, self-made? Good day. How All you right. doing? Good stuff. 
Okay, so now, you know, cat, we can put the cat out the bag. You know, today's the first day of the promotion here. Now, Hades Town, Hades Town is coming to the Paramount Theater. I think it's July 12th to the 17th. Yes. July 12th to the 17th. And, you know, Converge is moving on up in the world because yes, we, we got the call from Julie Furlong and, <laughs> and Broadway across America. And when Hades Town had their junket, their media junket down there in Hollywood, they called and said, hey, can Besa Gordon and Trey Holiday fly from Seattle down to L.A.? All expenses paid, by the way, right? Period. Down in, and stayed at the Omni Hotel. <laughs> sure did. And you guys went down there. And, I, I mean, I'm telling your story. You tell us all about it. I mean, there's no lies here. They definitely hit us up. Um, we ended up going down to L.A. for their opening night of Town. And not only did we get to see the opening night, we were also able to interview all of the actors that were well, are, do, do they consider themselves actors? Yeah, of course. I mean, you yeah, know what I mean, like yeah. <laughs> okay, they're, so they're just stars. Just okay, stars. all of the stars of Hades Town, and oh my, please tell me that we have the real. You guys just gotta see this. I want you guys to see this real, so that way you can know what is coming up next. All right, y'all. Trey Holiday in the building. We're right here at the SeaTac Airport. About to board this flight so we can get to L.A. Come on now. You know Converge is all over the place. Watch out as Converge takes L.A. They told us they wasn't going to disappoint. They did not disappoint at all. God, it was a vibe. I almost cried. Yeah. But I want to see this again. This was good. It was that good. All right. Yeah, I didn't get that invite. And you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that you and Trey Holiday and you also big shout out Curtis Delgado, the second yes. who, who flew down there uh, with you guys. Now, one of the things I remember talking to you there and, and talking to Curtis and Treyana was the response that you guys got from the black actors and actresses yeah. that are part of the production. They were so happy to see black media in the building. Apparently, it's just, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised that in L.A. it's not normal, but it's not normal. And they were just like, dude, I like I'm just so happy to see black people here, even when we were on the red carpet. And, you know, Curtis was getting like the, the B-roll of all of the actors on the red carpet. There was one. She's not necessarily an actor. She's a part of a show called or maybe it is actually a TV show. I think it's called The Shy. I've never watched it. But. She's seen me, Trey, and Curtis, and she literally just like pointed at us and was like, <gasps> and we we're like, hi, because she they're not used to seeing black people there, especially being front and center. So I think mm. aside from it being dope that Hades Town or shall I say Broadway Across America called us down there to be there and flew us out. I think it was just also great representation. Like I forget which actress said it, but she was like. They were very particular when it came to making sure that their wigs looked natural and making sure that it wasn't no shade, but it wasn't off no Tyler Perry type of thing. You know what I mean? Like them Tyler Perry wigs with the mics in the front. She was like, we're not doing that. They wanted to make sure that the wigs that they had looked natural. It's like, this is what I would normally wear on a day. Like, you're not going to have me just pulling out something that you just pulled out of, you know, a suitcase. And for black women, our hair is important. You know, like that's a big part of us. It's our crown you know so aside from that and just like the overall mannerisms and just it for them to have us there and for us to just feel that appreciation to be there it was very eye-opening and it was like a reminder that 
you know, I, I always tell people that here in Seattle, I'm kind of in like a little bit of a bubble. Like it, it makes it to where it's like when I leave, I'm like, oh, this is what life is normally like for people. And just also just in the position that I'm in, I don't sometimes see like the normal life of like the average black person in Seattle. But to see that kind of appreciation from those actors, especially at their level, that was a big deal. Yeah, no, it was, it was dope. And yeah, I mean, of course, like a big shout out to Broadway across America, Paramount. Julie Furlong, you know, of course, crew of Hades Town, and they're they're coming here. It's the July twelfth to seventeenth. Now, now we got circle back around Broadway across America. Be like, man, we need some tickets for our people. No, period. You know what I'm saying? We we <laughs> we, we, we uh, <laughs> promotion going, and you got lots of interviews. So I, you know, the the promo started today, and so yes. we'll we'll have lots of interviews behind the scenes, and of course, the red carpet stuff that's going to be coming online. I just got the email from Julie. Um, you know, for media day. So I'm going with media day and I'm okay. going to bring, yeah. And it's, it's on July 12th and my, uh, my youngest daughter, Victoria will be here. So me and Victoria, we're going to okay. go to Hades town. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll all go together. Yeah, no, everyone needs to see Hades town. It's one of those, it's one of those musicals to where I feel like with us working so closely with like STD, STG and Seattle opera and everything, like I've gone to a lot of these things that one in particular, they spent some money on that set. Like the changes throughout the set, there's like conveyor belts going in. Like I've never seen anything like that in person. So you guys definitely want to see it. I don't typically almost cry, but they almost got me. However, my lashes stayed attached. So I was very proud of me, but I do want to yeah. see it again. I always cry. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. We all went together. When, yeah, I think we all saw Anastasia together. Yeah, he was balling the whole time. <laughs> no, it was blue. Oh no, no blue. It was that blue. Was, that was warranted, it was blue. It, it was, you know, it was kind of impossible to just you know what I'm saying be a black father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying and see see blue the opera blue and not be impacted. But this is good. It sounds like you're staying on top of things. I'm glad that you guys had a wonderful time down there in La La Land. You know what I'm saying and and really, I mean, it says something as well that that you and Trey Holiday of all the the different media people here representing the Emerald City, that Broadway across America and and Julie Furlong and these guys were like, nah. We need to send Basic Gordon and Trey Holiday. They didn't even want to send Big O. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's, that says a lot for it. We're overtime right now. So we're going to get ready and get out of here for the day. Thank you for joining us, Basic. Thank you for having me. Yep. Okay, everybody. I hope I did all right filling in for Trey. Trey's always on time, though. You see, I'm seven minutes over. So, <laughs> so I was like, bro, please, <laughs> in the show, I have to go. Uh, but on behalf of my colleague, Trayana Holiday, want to wish you guys a very happy and prosperous day. Talk to you soon. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.